talked to Mamang last night, and she just... So that's why I can't remember words anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what What did you guys talk about? Um, well, I, uh, I ordered her uh, a hoodie from this from an account I found on Instagram, which is always a risk, but it's called Totes Manila. And it has oh, like wow. funny, you know, like funny Filipino things. Um, right. And I got her this hoodie that says Sinigang on it, but which means what? Sinigang is just a type of soup, but oh. like the way the graphic looks, it makes it look like it says Sinigang because that's how it's spelled. So right. I got her a gang hoodie which I thought was, it tickled me. Um, right. But yeah, but she got it in yesterday. And she was, I answered, she goes, I got something in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's cool. Like, at first I didn't know what she was talking about because it, it's been, like, I gave it to mom to give to her, you know. Right. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, it was just funny. Because she was very, like, coy about it at first, and I genuinely didn't know what was happening. <laughs> she always does hey, that. You know? said, oh, did you? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> cool. Like, what? what is it? <laughs> Tell me more. She goes, it is from someone. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> and then I figured it out. So... Mamang's the leader of a gang. Isn't she the head of the Filipino mafia? As far as I can tell. Right. She's never denied it. So. What's up? What's up? How you guys doing? Great. Good. Good. Cool. Cool. How's it going? I feel like we sort of talked about race a lot that last set, huh? Sort of a lot of race talk. Um, let's keep it going. I'm mixed. So, uh, I... That just means I don't get to have an opinion on racism. That's all. No one looks at a solved Rubik's Cube for the answer. You know what I mean? It's tough. Yeah. No, I am um, I'm half Irish and half Filipino. Oh, my God. For the sake of this joke. Um, uh, but the Irish have a saying, and it's a face without freckles is like a sky without stars. Which is cute, right? Uh, Filipino grandmother also has a saying, and it's you look like an outdoor laborer. <laughs> my, my nickname growing up was Village Girl, but that's neither here nor there. So where, where are you right now? I'm in New York. I'm at the Watson Hotel. We're playing at a showcase tonight at the Hilton Midtown. That's it's cool. like... It's a showcase for Mandy Barnett. We're just doing four tunes uh, to try to get her booked at performing arts centers, which oh. it's that kind of thing. So It's a crazy scene, man. That whole CPAC thing is so weird. I don't fully understand what you're talking about. Okay, so yeah. performing arts centers are basically theaters. They're sometimes performing arts centers in colleges or even high schools, or mm -hmm. they're in theaters in cities. And they have a um, subscription-based thing. So they have a concert series every year, and they have local subscribers who just come to the concerts. Mm -hmm. You know, we did right. one last week in Iowa. So you can imagine that's the Midwest. They're 
a lot of people I, coming out. A lot yeah, of interest. and their idea of yeah. entertainment is not, you know, anyone else. Well, it's it's not. Let's say seeing Drake. Not to say that Drake doesn't do okay in the Midwest, but you know what I'm saying. It's more of a, it's more of a middle of the road, middle America kind of audience. Mm-hmm. But they mm-hmm. subscribe. They pay every year. And they just come to whatever's playing. It's not like they. Yeah, right. They don't. They, they're like, oh, well, well, let's go see the concert yeah. at the Performing Arts Center. A lot of these acts are doing covers or their tribute bands. Like I heard some mm-hmm. 1980s pop tribute band today that was sound checking before us. Uh-huh. And it's just, you know, I was talking with Mandy and she goes, you know, you should talk to Rich who books these cpac yeah. functions and see if you can get on one like i'd do solo things and i'm like hanging out watching all the acts and i'm like oh man my thing is not i don't think that no. this thing is wanting no. my thing <laughs> no yeah i mean but also i feel like that's i don't know like that's the that sounds like a great opportunity to force people to expand their minds <laughs> Oh, absolutely. The only problem is but, even to get on one of these showcases, you have to pay money. Like it's oh. especially the, this one in New York. It's a big deal. It would probably cost me like twelve hundred bucks just to sign up. And then that is so what, weird. Why? Yeah. Yeah. You have to you literally have to pay to play. And it's booking agents from the performing arts centers around the country who come here uh-huh. and acts. And so you're paying, as the artist, you're paying to have them listen to you and decide whether they'd like to have you That's on That's so stupid. I know. This is, this is where we are, Camille. What if, what if Kid Cudi showed up at a CPAC co- showcase? I would subscribe to- immediately. Although, no, actually, I forget um, who it was. There's somebody or something, some performance that Evan and I were kind of interested in seeing. But it was at one of those CPAC things. It was mm. at a performing arts. I'm sorry, it's APAC. I don't know. Oh. CPAP is the, like the machine for if you have. Uh, Whichever. We got yeah, there. APAC. APAC. That's what I'm thinking. But it was at a performing arts center and you couldn't. Ju- oh, that's what Bill Nye was coming to like speak about climate change or something. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we were looking into it and it was at a performing arts center where you you couldn't just buy a ticket for that you had to buy like an annual yeah that's what this is okay it's so wild man are you excited about tuesday i'm pretty excited i'm gonna try i'm gonna go to the city today try and get up at probably at milk bar first and then maybe go to punchline. I've been trying to be both at work and comedy. I've been trying to be more approachable or just less aloof, I guess more so Uh, (laughs) like uh, the, so I, I had to drop Evan off at the airport on Thursday night because he was flying home for something. And so I was like, well, I'll just stop at one of the mics in the city, kind of assuming that it was going to be going whenever I dropped him off. But I dropped him off late, and I ended up at this uh, bar that I've been to before, and I um, 
walked in and it, it had like just ended because they go they go until the last comic is there and you know there were only 40 comics and blah 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 but they were all still there and hanging out and so I just stood there and like shuffled myself into a group of comedians talking I was like hey so that that mic huh like right we're all everything was funny except that one guy like fuck that guy and they're like yeah fuck that guy <laughs> and then I just seamlessly was like in it they're like oh I uh I really liked um one of your bits I can't I can't remember exactly I said yeah the Captain America being racist bit for sure yeah that's one <laughs> and I I got booked on a show my first city show February 8th <laughs> awesome by bullshitting your way <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so I think I'm going to try the same the same energy tonight and go to Punchline and uh-huh. actually introduce myself to the booker there. I he's a, I waved to him once before mm-hmm. like before he saw me do comedy at all and I just like made eye contact and smiled and waved because I thought that was like good enough. But apparently yeah. you have to talk to him, which mm-hmm. I was I've been too terrified to do. I assume that things that hold weight in my life hold weight in everyone else's i just need to stop being a little cotton-headed ninny muggins i guess see i I talk all this all this game like similar to the comedy competition i was like you know i'm I'm just gonna go out there and do do what i think is funny and uh and have a good time and just do it for me and then uh competition doesn't matter and then i got there was like (laughs) yeah i mean it's the more you do it the bottom line yeah. is the more you do anything, yeah. the better you get, the better feel you get at it, the better pacing you get at it, the better understanding of what works and what doesn't. And that's everybody. That's not just you, you know. Mm-hmm. I found that link to the Seinfeld uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, where all the comedians were discussing about their worst bomb. It's really informative because you see mm-hmm. really successful comedians talking about their worst bomb and a lot of them were when they were younger but the end of this clip Seinfeld in 2002 is doing a stand-up like in a hotel ballroom or something like Mm -hmm. this shitty looking venue and this is like five years after his successful run with the Seinfeld show right and he's trying new material and he forgets where he is and tricky and and he's literally standing there like bummed out with the mic going shit how did what what it yeah i mean this is 2002 mm-hmm. and then and then some lady from the audience heckles him and just like lets her heckle him he's like yeah well you know what i mean it's like oh wow this is a cat on top of the world and he's completely failing right now Mm -hmm. you know know? and it didn't obviously it didn't hurt his career but it was really informative to me i was like oh jerry seinfeld who's known it's something that happens forever and ever and ever yeah in comedy specifically i feel like but i also i mean do you ever have Maybe not where you just completely forget your song, but just moments or times oh. where you're playing. Oh, and yeah. People just, just hate it for one reason or another or something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's, that's strange to me because I feel like, well, no, I mean, it's a, it's a live performance, so. Yeah. Uh, you mean where people hate it? Where people hate it or where 
Yeah, maybe you like miss one note and then you're just like, well, that's uh, that's the end of that song. Oh, oh, I never stop. No, I never stop the song. I might I might shorten the performance a little bit. But I had one of those moments in Old Scratch Sunday night when I was playing at um, at Acme for the 200th show of the Acme Feed and Seed radio show. I just my brain and my fingers just went to another moment in the song for about two seconds and it Mm -hmm. was just it just threw me but the audience was good but there's been others like when i was playing with coffin's mutant Mm -hmm. coffin would always want me to do like one or two songs one song a set we'd have two sets he really appreciates my music and really supports it and you know yeah but, but i felt like my tunes just sucked the energy out of the room whenever mm. we would we would go from playing his tunes to me doing my thing yeah. I, I just felt like his audience it just sucked the energy out of the audience yeah. they weren't they weren't horrible but it was like it, it was more the feeling you of, did very oh, good yeah that's what it felt like <laughs> this it, is now we're kind of going off on a tangent but i had a moment like that yesterday when i was trying to um provide enrichment for the monkeys (laughs) so like you know so twice a day since the monkeys are so smart we give them enrichment which is just something to change up their environment to make them think or they have to solve a puzzle to get food or it's just a new experience so they might play with a toy or they might be afraid of it which a fear response is enrichment as well cuz in the wild they're scared a lot cuz they're preyed upon but so yesterday i thought it was a good idea to try and blow bubbles for everyone and the patis monkeys they were terrified they were not having it they were very unhappy so i was like okay we did this for a little bit and you guys are scared and we're done now but <laughs> i went <laughs> I went into the enclosure with the colobus monkeys, which are those black and white ones. I don't know if you remember seeing those guys with the really long hair. Yeah, I do. Okay, Uh so it was those two. And I started blowing bubbles. The female, she's a lot more like people oriented. And so she like was coming to hang out with me. And then I started blowing bubbles. And she watched the bubble like float and hit the tree and pop. And then she just looked at me and was like, that? was amazing you didn't you're you are doing so well at your job (laughs) just you can't stop though and she just ignored me and started eating again and i'm like trying to blow these bubbles i'm like talking to her like look jabula like look at this one and i'm like doing all this stuff and she's just stuffing her face and then she just kind of yeah. every once in a while she just pauses and looks at me and it's like yeah those are those are bubbles so you know it was, <laughs> <they're having> fun <laughs> she was almost as though she was participating for me <laughs> right right on disney plus there's a show called bug juice and it's reality TV for nine to twelve year olds, and I I don't fully understand, but it's it's a reality show at a summer camp, secluded in a forest, and you do kayaking and rich people activities and like make candles. So and it just follows like these kids on their 
summer camp experience and some stay for two weeks some stay for eight people are staying for four like in between two and eight weeks right Evan and I were so enthralled by this show we would get high and watch it because it's it's so funny the lack of drama that happens but it's like uh this one kid he his mom is like the nurse on property uh-huh. and he <laughs> it would show him every once in a while talking to her because you know she comes and like checks in on him whatever and he's like trying to tell her about this exciting thing that happened to him and she's just like i don't give a shit about your, <laughs> like leaf stamp that you made like you know what i mean like it's just they are literally like little monkeys like they just want to tell you about exciting shit that <laughs> isn't exciting I, I don't know <laughs> i don't know what to tell you you know, you guys did yeah, a three-legged the, the, race today. Yeah, tell yeah. me from start to finish how that went. <laughs> yeah, the adults get worn out because you're like, I've got so much going on mm-hmm. right now that I have to take care like, of. Do you know how much this camp costs? <laughs> 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 yeah, mom, I I was just over there with Levi, and he his foot his foot sank in the mud like four inches, and so he was stuck for a second, and then he had to he had to leave. His his shoe in the mud, so we could pull it out. <laughs> Fucking great, dude. <laughs> so, yeah. How long did that take you? Fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes here costs eighty dollars. So can you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> oh, and there, like, there's a camp counselor, and they're all maybe eighteen to twenty-two year olds that are just. I guess they must have grown up going to this camp and they just really buy into like the magic of Camp Waziata and it's just they're so stoked they're like yeah like these kids they're coming in everybody's trying new stuff we're gonna do the rope ladders next and it's like it's just a lot I don't remember ever feeling that way as a 22 year old you know what I mean yeah right yeah you weren't yeah I'm, I don't like children you were too jaded by them Definitely, definitely. You were that way when you were seven. (laughs) Truly. (laughs) Those shifty eyes, I saw everything is the problem. (laughs) That widescreen vision really just... So if our listeners are just tuning in or or just wondering what's going on, Camille is a biologist and zookeeper in uh, the North Bay area. Uh, North San Francisco, and she's also a comedian. So that's why these discussions about animals and uh, enrichment with monkeys and so forth is part of our conversation. And it should be part of everyone's conversation. Absolutely. Because <laughs> animals are important and the planet is dying. Well, I shouldn't say the planet is dying. The planet as we know it is dying. Or is recycling. Recycling, yeah. yeah. It's trying to get rid of the parasite that is humanity. <laughs> it's doing everything it can. And unfortunately, animals minding their own business are yes. suffering in the wake. <laughs> yes, indeed. Man, uh, the Australian fires are just horrendous. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's such a disaster yeah. just on so many levels. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the possibility of certain species going extinct is obviously a huge right. thing, but just the devastation to to what we consider normal everyday species, such as the koala bear and the, mm-hmm. and the kangaroo. It's just, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't even have a grasp of it. Yeah, it's, I, um, 
Greenpeace New Zealand, I have no cited article for this, but apparently there have been reports of small animals that have escaped death from the fires because wombats, who are usually kind of to themselves, but Mm. wombats have been sharing their massive complex burrows with other small animals. Wow, that's incredible. And like, yeah, they allegedly, again, this is via a tweet, so take it with a grain of salt. But allegedly, Mm -hmm. there have also been reports that the wombats have been observed exhibiting quote-unquote shepherding behavior, like almost Mm. guiding other small yeah, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. That would be cool if that's yeah. actually fact. I yeah. yeah. I mean Green Greenpeace, the I think it's a nonprofit like news source. That being said, they do post a lot of opinion articles as well. So, you know, which a lot of good publications are gonna have opinion articles because those are important. I'm not saying they're bad, but I like I said, I don't have a source for these statements that I just made. But I'm just right. gonna keep keep saying them because it's cute. The idea, <laughs> and that's how you sell a podcast. Yeah. Uh, Speaking so, of podcast, you're listening to the Charizard Chronicles. Two nobodies in entertainment. I am Camille, and I'm Chris, and we're just—it's basically just us shooting the shit and pretending we know things, and then sometimes <laughs> also knowing things. <laughs> oh, truer words have never been spoken. So one of the conversations I ended up having at that bar with another comedian was we're all just trying our best to gather the information we need to form educated opinions. Unfortunately, we're all trying our best to do our best on this planet, but what every individual's definition of doing our best is, is so varied and different, you know, sort of the stem of our issues. It's a very desperate world, especially at this point. I mean, as small as the world is because we're so connected, you know, by the interwebs and and Mm -hmm. telephones and, and everything, we are constantly proving how desperate our ideas are from the simple things to the most complex, I mean, how to move forward, even on simple things, we're not able to agree on at this point, I guess, I guess it's been coming for a long time, but the whole alternative facts issue Mm -hmm. is like, we're not able to agree on what is actually a given truth. There are no given truths anymore. Yeah. So it's kind of an absurd time to be living. So, um, Jim Jeffries starts off a joke with this general idea, but the, the only thing that each individual knows is I think, therefore I am, right? Mm-hmm, right. And then, and then after that, everything is kind of just your perspective and arguably up for debate, right? Right. I, to, to an extent or whatever. But so I <laughs> sometimes I wonder... Or I feel like I might be the only human and everybody else is an alien (laughs) in a simulation and it's an experiment. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, but you feel like you're the only, you would feel like you're the sole survivor of some 
race or you're just a creation a human creation i don't know who can say i because you you know the elon musk scenario right um no well he's not saying he believes this necessarily to be true but a couple years ago he was saying the odds are greater that we are living in a simul at the pace of technology that we're seeing today Mm -hmm. the pace toward the singularity or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. the chances that we are not living in a simulation created by a higher order of ourselves in the future is the the chances that we're not are lower than the chances that we are he believes that given the pace of technology, there's a greater chance that we are living in a simulation created by our our descendants. Why? Why does the pace of technology indicate that? I don't fully understand where that connection comes from. Well, the you know what the singularity is. Uh, no, I was just kind of letting you talk on that one. The singularity is the moment in our time, whatever time. I mean, our time frame is, you know, our time frame. So let's say mm-hmm. the singularity is when machines are able to think and do better than humans all things so that we can incorporate machine that so that eventually the difference between what is human and what is machine Mm -hmm. is abstract because we will you know we'll be able to live let's say eternally on earth because we just replace ourselves we're able to to upload our consciousness and our quote unquote soul or whatever into mm-hmm. machines so that we as a being of sorts the being that we know of ourselves continues to live on through machine uh-huh. and so so the singularity i don't know how this relates to to elon musk thing but the singularity is that moment in time when that actually uh-huh. the machines actually are cognizant basically uh-huh that's that's what the singularity is. Oh, okay. Where? How did we get off on this? I, I just don't know. Um, <laughs> who can say? I'm Camille. And I'm Chris. And you're listening to Charizard Chronicles. Two nobodies in entertainment. Charizard, Charizard. He's a Charizard. Charizard, Charizard. So Camille, as I mentioned before, is a comedian, and she will be hosting a comedy show every second Tuesday of every month mm-hmm. at Double Decker Lanes in Rohnert Park, California, starting Tuesday, January 14th at 8.30 p.m. and each subsequent second Tuesday of every month. Anyway, uh, Camille, tell them about uh, what's happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. It's the first time I've been responsible for actually booking other comedians which is pretty cool pretty fun i'm pretty much ahead of schedule and booked up almost through april and i'm pretty stoked every lineup is hand selected it's all people that i really enjoy their comedy and i think 
everyone else will too. And if you don't yet, you should. And in a lot of the promos, I say it's featuring names you're going to want to remember. And I really and truly mean that because I think everyone that's that I've contacted about it, they're just funny. Okay. It's funny and it's fun and you can go bowling before or after. And honestly, I think it's still open during, but we're, you're going to come and you're going to want to see the comedy show. So (laughs) (laughs) no one is more funny than you, Camille. I can guarantee. Thank you. That means the world to me. And I will probably (laughs) put that on my grave. So, (laughs) so, and if anybody's interested, uh, I am a musician, singer, songwriter uh, from New Orleans. I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and I will be performing a show at Lane Music in Brentwood, Tennessee on February 1st, uh, just doing about probably a half hour of my original tunes there on piano and vocal. And May 30th, I'm actually doing a tribute show where a bunch of artists in Nashville perform songs from other famous acts. I'm doing Randy Newman, so I will do probably five or six Randy Newman songs. Some fun songs and some of the darker songs. So there you go. Come on out to Lane Music on February 1st, or I'll keep you informed about the May 30th tribute show. That's awesome. I Speaking of my dad, Christopher, Chris Walters, the pianist, musician, artiste, that he is, I, I know that it's, you know, coming from his daughter, but truly, if you guys like live performances, you're going to want to see him live. It's, it's a wild ride from start to finish. And I don't know of a better way to describe it. Other I like than that. that. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean it in the best way possible. Like you, you think, you know what you're about to see and hear and you just don't. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> I mean, and, and that's someone who, who grew up in that household listening to the songs um, being recorded or, or being created. Like the first, I've heard every rendition of, you know, almost every song that he's created from their infancy to what he actually releases and I think I know where he's going. And I think he's zigging and he zags, you know? So it's pretty cool and it's enjoyable. And again, any anyone who enjoys live music or live comedy, you guys should come out and see us. Don't be Absolutely. a sack of bones. Cause... Hey, can I put that statement of yours on my tombstone? You 100%. think you're about to see I, me, I but have, you don't. <laughs> I have it engraved on a tombstone for you already. Oh, great. <laughs> it is awaiting you. I've got you covered. <laughs> what, what a great daughter you are. <laughs>